Hello and welcome to the School Run Podcast, where it's all about helping you to do, have and be more so you can start to live life on your terms. Tune in during the morning school run as I, Victoria Caseborn, share inspirational stories, mindset mastery tips and help you open your mind to the miracles that surround you. My aim is to help you start every day feeling more empowered to take action towards making your dreams come true. Come and join me for my free two-week challenge to help you map out your perfect business and see if it would help you live that dream. Head over to victoriacaseborn.com forward slash challenge and join for free today. So as it's Friday, I have my interview of the week for you today, where I interview someone who I feel has a story or a journey that that will impact you in some way, that will give you some insight into either showing you that, that sometimes it's hard, but to see what happens when you keep going and get through to the other side, or something that will help you think differently about the way you view the world, something to inspire and motivate you over the weekend. So it's a longer episode, longer than probably your school run is, I hope. Uh, So listen over the weekend as and when you can, just to see if you can pick any tips, tricks and strategies up from our guest speaker today. Hi Sam, thank you so much for joining me today. Hi Victoria, how are you? I'm really well, thank you. You? Yeah, good, thanks. Thanks very much for having me on. No, absolute pleasure. I'm really looking forward to listening to to you talk and share um, some great insights and and your story. Um, So just for the listeners, could you just explain a little bit about your business now um, and what your biggest achievement has been to date with regards to your business? Yes, certainly. So my business, I've got a coaching and training practice Uh, based around emotional freedom techniques, also known as tapping, where I support people to basically uh, break free from what their limiting beliefs are and the consensus reality that they think they have to live by so that they can start to have a more healthy or wealthier, uh, more successful and happy life. Um, And at the moment, it's in a really good place. I've just launched my first online product, which is something that I've been looking to do for a while, moving more towards working uh, online with people on a one-to-one basis as well. Uh, That product completely filled up in just a few days, and I'm filling up a second group as well, which is excellent. So it's feeling really good um, in that way. Um, I guess that's probably um, one of the biggest achievements. I've had some amazing achievements or rather my clients have had amazing achievements, you know, for example, relating to fertility stories, creating their own businesses when they were trapped in unhappy jobs. And I've been, you know, really delighted to facilitate that and also becoming a trainer. So I train other coaches and therapists how to use these techniques uh, for working with their clients as well. Brilliant. So well done on the, on the program. That sounds fantastic. Thank you. Um, so could you, are you able to share like a real quick um, overview of how you went from starting your first business? So what were you doing before? How you started your own business and, you know, and, and what's led you up to this point? A little bit of an overview so we can get a feel for your journey. Yeah, sure. Well, this is actually my second business. And the first one was a real lesson in how not to do it. And the main reason behind that is as I now know it's the business that I was in just did not fulfill any of my values as an individual at all. So it was something that I was doing because it seemed like a 
good opportunity. I was talked into it. Um, I was in financial services for quite a long time. Uh, it was my when I didn't know what I wanted to do. I fell into that, as so many people do. I um, I got made redundant from a job in 2009, and it was yes, like yes, what a great opportunity. I was going to go off and train as an acupuncturist, uh, and then uh, that same evening, I got talked by a few friends into starting an independent financial planning business with them as a director, and that you know my heart sank because I'd already set my mind to something I really wanted to do, and then. I got this great idea came up and in my head I thought well I'll give it one more go but then I was all my heart was already not in it and I ended up spending three difficult years still very happy on the whole but my time at work was a bit of a purgatory for me and I because of that I used to procrastinate a lot just sit there wondering what am I doing here and still you know I was like with so many things, I was good at it, but I, it didn't fill me with any joy whatsoever. It's very possible to be good at something and still not be doing something you want, want to do. So I was looking for something, a way out. I was already into the sort of complementary therapy and practitioner world because I'd been, I'd learned some things while I'd been away traveling in the past. Then I, uh, during my time in that company, I had an amazing experience with acupuncture and Chinese herbal medicine, which actually was my own fertility story and resulted in, you know, having been told by my doctor I wasn't going to be able to have kids very easily, I then ended up, after just a three-month treatment with acupuncture and Chinese herbal medicine, I, yeah, um, Zed, my son, was conceived one month later, which was awesome. Uh, he's four and a half now. And we, um, and so, yeah, I was really into acupuncture and things like that. And then I found at a, um, I was at a conference where people were talking about uh, going into difficult situations, dealing with financial matters in court and uh, helping people with very intense emotional things going on. And they start, they were talking about this tapping thing, um, emotional freedom techniques, EFT, and I thought that sounds interesting, so I uh, I looked into it and did a workshop, a basic workshop on it, and then I was just really hooked because I was seeing the great results that people were having. Uh, then I qualified as a practitioner in that and sort of launched my EFT practice on the side uh, around the business that I was in, the financial services business, and uh, effectively used used the techniques to help me through some really sort of tense and tough negotiations to extract myself from the company in, in a really good way where uh, everyone, you know, everyone in the company ended up benefiting from it. I was able to be paid out to start my new business in a good way. Their partners who remained in the business had a good outcome. And it was a pretty tough emotional time, but I used these techniques to really like make that happen and then the really funny thing was I thought that was it I was going to be sort of home dry on my own out to do my work but then they hired me back as a consultant as well so I had um, some time when I was doing both things at the same time three days on my own practice two days with the financial services business that was okay for a while Uh, I realized as you do with this sort of work that 
the um, that just wasn't helping me to my the split focus was keeping me away from things and I, I got my um, got my um, therapy practice my coaching practice to a stage where it actually seemed like it had enough business to sustain me so I left the financial services business and <laughs> funnily enough the uh, I watched all of my uh, EFT business just disappear as well so suddenly I was it was completely flat and that was a change in energy which had you know really inspired me to up my game and since then I've been building it up became a trainer in EFT uh, things have uh, a lot of things have fallen into place, but at the same time, that's because I've taken the action to make that happen, such as um, I ended up, you know, I'm, I'm now a presenter on um, EFT Radio Online, which is a worldwide station, which is great now that I'm looking to build a more international practice rather than local where I was uh, in Bristol. Uh, and also becoming a trainer gave me a lot more sort of traction in building up and starting to create more of a clients as well so it went through what I think a lot of people go through which is the feast and famine uh, in the sort of in any business really where you drum up a load of business you do really well for a while then it all drops away because you've stopped marketing and selling so much and then so that that cycle continued for a while and I'm still in it to a degree but the luckily the the feasts are kind of getting bigger and the famines are getting less less deep so it's getting to a stage where it's leveling out more and now i've got the online programs which are you know which are really key to starting to make things more sustainable and really you know they can reach a lot more people because they're much more affordable to people than one-to-one time with me is as well so it's uh, what i think is you know just a really great way to be moving forward i can't hear you now no, you've gone. You're on mute, according to... Was I, is that better? Yeah, that's better, yeah. Okay, I, I might talk through the computer then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, technology. Um, yes. So, um, have you ever felt then, like, giving up and going back to corporate? Would that be something um, that you would consider, do you think? I wouldn't. Um, there's other things I might do if I had to. Um, going back to a corporate... Um, job just wouldn't fulfill me because what the work that I do now I'm really in tune with values and my core values are freedom love fun adventure and making a difference in the world so those are the top five things that drive me and freedom is absolutely the number one and being in the corporate uh, environment uh, it's your freedom is quite limited now there's there's nothing wrong with that corporate environment if it fulfills what you want out of life and for a lot of people security is a really key value for them so in that case having those sorts of jobs is a great thing especially and people can really thrive in that environment for me I'd be more likely you know if if everything went to the wall and I had to start again I'd probably be more likely to do something along the lines of a a network marketing company where you're still your own boss but you don't have to come up with all the content and everything and you but you've still got a quite a high level of of freedom so having an agent being an, having an agency basically and building up a business that way and those things are still you know giving you that freedom to work when you want where you want 
in a really, you know, it is one of the great things about being self-employed, being your own the, boss. For you, would you say that's the biggest benefit over the nine to five then? Um, you know, being your own boss, it's, it's the freedom and the flexibility that you have. It, well, that's, that's key to me. And the real major thing about that for me is the, the amount of time I get to spend with my son, which is essential, really. And I reckon that probably what it's given me is that I get to spend probably about three times more of my time with him than I would if I was working in an employed role. And that was just so, so important to me. So, I mean, you know, being able to do my work at night rather than during the day um, and just fit things around having a much more flexible life. Where it's led to is um, we're actually able to move out to Spain, which we're doing in October, which is really exciting. Um, and I'm going to be able to continue doing exactly what I do now without having to start afresh and be able to just you know, continue my business from where I am and potentially traveling anywhere. You could still just continue, which is one of the wonderful things about the, lo- the world these days. There's just never been a better time to create something which really is in line with your passions and your values. There's going to be an audience for it out there and you've just got to find out how to reach them. But it's easier these days than it's ever been. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, very exciting to be moving moving into the sunshine <laughs> yeah absolutely um on this rainy may day <laughs> it's been quite nice uh, though hasn't it so far oh, yeah i know um so i just want to pick up on something that you said um a little minute ago about the energy and that you 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 sort of you know suddenly the your eft business dropped away and, and that you related that to your energy and i think that's um i'm witnessing that quite a lot that that how important that energy is in business so could you just talk a little bit around that just to explain that a little bit more about what you mean and because I know some people listening might not might not be aware of of that concept um, and how you notice what you did about it yeah certainly Uh, well energy really everything consists of energy in life Um, things that we perceive as physical material like a desk that you can knock on or your body it's just it's energy vibrating at a different frequency to the energy that you can't immediately feel with your with your hands um, unless you're doing Reiki or something like that and you start to become more perceptive of it. But, but everything uh, consists of energy and this has been proven in physics it's not a woo-woo concept it's absolutely is the case that everything is connected energetically and when you shift your energy, which uh, is the way that you feel and how that sort of impacts out in the world, then things change for you. Um, you actually start to uh, you start to look for proof um, of things changing based on how you now feel energetically. You start to make the situations that are in line with the energy that you now feel, and you um, you literally attract those situations into your life as well because you're you are. Uh, resonating at that frequency uh, that uh, fits in with those new experiences, meeting people who you might start to see as being able to work with rather than, like, what's the word, be in competition with. So there's so much, um, so much relies on the energy of what's actually going on in your life. Now, in my specific situation, when when it all dropped away, I mean, I don't know if it was, 
well, what I did was I did a lot of um, work on the beliefs that I had about what had happened using the techniques that I've got and I worked with some other practitioners to do that as well and also did, started taking practical steps and looking at different ways of making things more sustainable really. Um, but why it happened uh, is, I don't know if it, it's just something happened, I don't, don't know exactly what it was, but something happened uh, with me leaving that, which I guess was a reason for me to have to step things up and move forward in a in a different way. It was almost like my my body and my subconscious mind were sending me a a challenge to do something differently. Mm. Does that I make sense? That. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. And and I yeah. know that you you know your business is around helping people remove those limiting beliefs and, and mindsets to get them in you know to get them into that positive state and it's quite interesting so you you've had to do a lot of work on yourself as well then to get to this place well yeah i mean it'd be a um it'd be wouldn't make sense if i wasn't doing the work on myself and i guess you say about a lot of people who work in well not just this field but all fields really you know it's like a plumber with a leaky tap at home or there's builders out there with half-finished houses who go out there and do an amazing job for their clients. Uh, we're financial advisors whose own personal finances are a mess because they're very objective working with their clients, but they're full of emotion when they're working with their own finances, and that can cloud their judgment. Um, very common situation. And, you know, we're energy workers, practitioners. We, you know, we've all got our stuff going on. Um, as, and, and we can still, you know, we can support clients even if we've got exactly the same issues going on as they have um, or have things going on. We can still, you know, you can still support someone. Uh, so you don't have to be a complete article to be able to help people or serve people in whatever your chosen field is. And I mean, there's even, you know, it's a, I can't remember who it was by, but I just read a great quote yesterday and it's, uh, you know, we teach what we most need to learn is often the uh, is the classic uh, quote from he's a really good philosopher. He wrote Jonathan Livingston Seagull. I can't remember his name off offhand, but um, yeah. So yeah, does that answer the question? Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, no, and yeah. I and I um yeah, I, I've heard that too, and and I think that's I think that's a really good message to um, but um. I mean, how how important do you think that the mindset is to success? Like, you know, you can, to me, you can know all the technical stuff, but, you know, how important do you think the mindset and the self-belief and the, the getting rid of these, you know, limiting beliefs are? Okay, well, um, I'm going to throw a bit of a spanner in the works with the word mindset, because okay. I think a lot of, it, it is important um, having the right mindset, but I think too much focus is actually put on the mindset and the reason for that is that the mindset is really a conscious thing mm -hmm. and your conscious mind might have all these amazing plans like yes I'm going to move forward I'm going to smash my targets I'm going to make this happen in my life but the thing is you've got this subconscious which is all everything that's going on in your body and a much larger part of your personality and your mind which you're not aware of and you could, you could liken it to uh, the conscious mind like an elephant trying to steer a mouse. Sorry, a mouse trying to steer an elephant, in fact. And if the, um, and if the elephant isn't going the way that the mouse wants to go, it's not going to happen. So, uh, the, so 
So when you're working with mindset, it tends to be on a conscious basis, tends to be all about uh, managing situations and thinking differently, changing your thinking. Now, you can't do that effectively or sustainably if you haven't dealt with the deeper stuff, which is the subconscious, emotional feelings and the physiology, the actual stuff going on in the body, which is driving the thought patterns. The conscious thoughts really reflect all of that stuff that's going on at a much deeper level so mm. mindset is important but if you just change your mindset it might work for a while but you soon enough you go back to your default settings so mm. I think it's key to find out you know to work up, work out what it is that you want yeah. and then actually go deep and actually look at the emotional responses the beliefs and everything that's holding you back at a much deeper level and then when you change those things and even just to understand them and start to address them in some way, such as with uh, my favorite method is EFT tapping, but there's plenty of other ones out there, uh, you can then, um, your mindset will shift very, very quickly and those changes will be sustained. Yeah, no, I love that. And I hadn't really heard that. I guess when I talk about mindset, I'm thinking of that deeper stuff, but I guess it isn't. it is a different thing. So I like that clarification. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. <clears throat> And I think that's what, I mean, that's what I was, it's, it's, you know, like, do you think, like, if someone just learns how to, to build the business, like the technical side of it, to me, they, 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 you need to do that, that deeper work in order to find that, that truth. Yeah, because you can learn, you, we, we all know what we need to do in yeah. our businesses. Yeah. Do we actually do it mm. less, less than we know we should, I would yeah. say, for a lot of people. Um and because we've got so much other stuff going on and you, your beliefs can hold you back. So you might know that you need to make 15 calls a week or have 15 good sales conversations a week to get five clients on average, which is going to sustain your business um, and really make, help you thrive. When you come to make the call, you, you, you get a sweaty hand, mm -hmm. your throat dries up, you start forgetting what it was that you wanted to say to this person. Um, you fall out of rapport with them because something's going on in your body, like a feeling rises up and it might be a feeling in your, in your chest, like a sort of nervous energy builds up and it just, you know, it clouds the way that you think and you don't perform at your best or you don't even pick the phone up, you find something else to do instead, such as go on Facebook or um, do some filing or something like that, kidding yourself that you're working on your business. Um, so, yeah, you really need to be at least aware of those things. Mm -hmm. And some people can power through, and that's great. Uh, however, it's much more easy and joyful if you've got a way of addressing those things when they come up and then being able to just move forward and really doing it in a much more gentle way. Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely, no, I love that. Um, do you, so a lot of the ladies that I work with um, are creatives, and as creatives we see lots of opportunities and ideas, and we get, you know, there, there's shiny things all over the place. So have you got... Yeah, I'm with you on that. So, so okay, so you, so you, I mean, do you restrict yourself to the one idea, or do you let yourself flow to the different... How do you deal with having that creative mindset, you know, Okay, so when I'm when I'm mentoring, because I, I mentor um, other practitioners, other um, sort of coaches and therapists, so I work with them on their, their sort of energy as well as the practical side of their business. Because I've got quite a good business background, mm -hmm. um, I always recommend that they do what you said, which is to um, uh, 
to to really focus their mind in one area. Now, uh, <laughs> it's the, the classic again for me. My mind goes off in all different directions, <laughs> and I have got lots of good ideas. And I've actually, uh, and it's because it's made it a slower journey than it needs to be, um, because I've been working on lots of things at once. Mm. So it's a bit like I guess if you're in a room on a spinning chair, like I am now and uh, you've got eight people around you and you're trying to talk to all of them at once mm. rather than just focusing on moving forwards and working on, on one thing. So, yeah, um, understanding one target market, creating one niche, which is the way you work with that target market, and then, you know, moving forwards in, in a methodical way is amazing. And I am getting better at it. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I, I still tend to have three or four things on the go. Yeah at any one time which is slower but the advantage is they're all kind of falling into place at the moment so I've got my my first launch has happened I've got my another bigger one coming up very soon uh my uh trainings going well my um and my one-to-one clients you know they're all uh building up and in lots of different niches as well so yeah Yeah. I don't (laughs) I certainly don't do what I uh uh, well, I mean, I, I am getting more focused on that, and my recommendation would be that people do that, but it just doesn't work with the way I think. No, and you have, to, you have to accept that, the way you no, think as well. well. I think, yeah, and the way that I'm looking at it at the moment is you either take the motorway or you take the scenic route, and I think if you just allow yourself to go down the scenic route, then, yeah, it takes longer, but it's so much more enjoyable. And like you say, I, yeah. so um, I'm like that's you. Like, I think for years I've tried to, like, focus on one thing because that's what I feel that that, you know, that's what I'm learning, that that's what you should do. But what you're told. I can't. I can't. <laughs> yeah. So that's good to hear. Um, definitely. I mean, do you ever suffer from overwhelm? And if you do, do you, you know, do you get overwhelmed by everything you've got to do, especially if you've got four product projects on the go? And how do you deal with that? Well, uh, I mean, we all get overwhelmed from time to time. And that's, that's where tapping is exceptional in how it can help you to deal with overwhelm because it will... The overwhelm is actually a symptom of something that's going on, which is um, a fear of some kind generally. Uh, So it could be, for example, a fear of what, if you're already finding that you've got a lot on, you might have this fear that if you start succeeding in some of that, suddenly you might have 10 clients come through the door and then, wow, then you'll really be busy. Then you won't get to see your family. Then you won't get to, you have to stay up working late and your life will be less fun. So subconsciously, you might stop yourself and end up procrastinating in that stage. And what tapping does is it enables you to find those uh, deeply hidden sort of subconscious blocks and then release them uh, so that you can move forwards much more effectively without that feeling of overwhelm as well. It's also, I find, really important to uh, not, if something doesn't feel right, but, you, you know, it's something that you feel like you should do, or you've been told you have to do in your business, then really, really explore whether you actually need to do it. Because, yeah, there are obligations, things that you have to do, but if you, um, you know, let's just, if you find that you can't, uh, if doing that's really holding you back, find a way around it. Either employ someone to do it, outsource it, or find a way that you just don't have to do that in your business. Yeah, no, I love that. Um, is there one character trait or habit that you've adopted that you think is contributing to your success of, you know, getting everything, you know, 
in your business going? Is, it, is there one like habit like that you you religiously do, or something in your business that like any tips of um, that you could pass on? Be true to yourself because you have a set of specific values which do change throughout your life. So it's worth working out what those are quite regularly. But if you're doing something that's not in line with your values, then that's not success. For me, success is living a life in line with your values. And I also, you know, on my upcoming wealth program that I'm starting with tonight, um, you know, wealth, I guess, would be similar to success. It's, it's being able to live a life that's in line with who you really are, doing the things that you want to do while not doing any harm or damage to anybody else or mm. stopping anyone else doing the things that they want to do. So if anyone, you know, if, if you're, what you're doing is in line with that, then I think that's great. And for me personally, that's what I help people to uh, do in their lives. So if your values are aligned with running a massive successful business, hanging out at the, all the best parties, uh, going to the fine restaurants, driving sports cars, um, and, you know, being really busy, then do that if your values are more to do with living by a river in a nice um, wooden hut and uh, living, catching fish and not living with much money, then do that. Mm. I mean, you know, it'd be terrible to find that you had all the money in the world, massive company and loads of stuff, but you still felt really unfulfilled inside. That's climbing a ladder. You've climbed all the way up a ladder that's up a wrong wall and... You know, that's really, you know, a lot of people find themselves in that situation because of what they've been told mm. they have to do in their lives. Yeah, and I, I, I think you see other people going for what they think is success and you think, well, that must be what I need to do. And actually, I think yeah. listening, and that's why the inner work's so important because you're just wasting your time if you're chasing what other people want because, like, you've, you've really got to connect inside, haven't you? And, yeah. I, totally, because resonate. what other people want probably isn't what you want. No. Um, and it's why... Money, you know, money is a very emotional thing, but actually having a money goal, people set themselves a money goal and it's not, it's just not, doesn't drive them whatsoever. They no. aren't driven by those, that, that £10,000 a month or whatever it is. They, that what they're actually looking for is a way of living. Yeah. And once they understand what that way of living is, there may or may not be a financial cost to that. And if there is, then they've then got a drive to actually make that happen in their life. And if there isn't, then they might find that they can do what they want without that big financial sort of push. And it changes the way that you look at achieving things and and what real wealth actually is as well. Yeah, no, I really like that definition. Thank you. Um, yeah. I mean, what, what have you learned about yourself from building your business? Well, I think we've said it already, and it's that I've got a wandering mind, which is <laughs> great for starting um, projects and getting an amazing ideas. I've, I've got drives and drives of, of things which, um, you know, are, are there. But, uh, yeah, and then I, you go off and start doing other things. And that's been my biggest challenge. But I've also learned that I'm very optimistic and really able to work through things very positively, even, even situations that could be quite difficult. And, uh, yeah, and... Uh, resilient and I've still uh, yeah it's really made things happen and it's just been great to be I guess it, yeah a real key belief when I before this happened to me before I actually 
happened to me before I was a before I started this business was that I couldn't do it on my own and I had to stick to what I know mm. and so just being able to go into something and explore and create things has you know it's been a real it's, it's, it's just been an amazing journey and uh, even though it hasn't always been easy necessarily it's been a lot of fun and really enjoyable so yeah yeah no definitely um, have you have you got a marketing or sales tip that you could share with? If there's some some people watching this and they're struggling to get the their you know the business off the ground and get that initial momentum, have you got any tips that you've picked up that you'd be happy to share? Yeah, sure. Can I give you two? Yeah. Yeah. So the first one is we've been talking about it really, and that is really go inside and work out why you're doing what you're doing, what it means to you, and the life that you want, and then so you're giving yourself. Um, intentions based on your based on what you really really want in your life creating the life that you want and then you can work your business back to that and that will just give you so much more drive and motivation to make things happen and it will make things a lot more fun as well also with that making sure that your what you're doing fits in with your values you can have a you have a business these days doing just about anything so if so you might as well do something that you love or but at least you, you enjoy doing and then get that and then do the, you know, make that happen rather than doing something that doesn't fit in with who you are at all. So if you're freedom-minded like I am, doing something that's very rigid and structured, you can do it for a while, but it's going to become painful. Um, so, yeah, so that's one key thing. The other one is, and this is absolutely essential and I'm... It's something I've, I started late and now it's working well for me. From day one, you should be building your mailing list, your own email list. So should, rather than thinking, oh, I've got to get some clients first, you should have a simple, something that you're giving away, um, a, an e-book, a video series or whatever that people can just sign up for on your website and they get added to a mailing list. That um, even if you've not got anything to actually sell that mailing list, uh, start building it up from day one because all of the other marketing channels can change, other than you know, other than good old face-to-face -face networking, which is great as well, and getting on the phone, both great things. Um, but in terms of the world we're in now, you know, Facebook can change all the rules, um, Twitter can change all the rules. You could have this huge following, and suddenly the next day you can't do anything with them. If you build a mailing list up, it's yours so that you can you can support those people, and they're already qualified because they're interested in what you do. Brilliant. Yeah. No, I completely completely agree um, with the whole mailing list. So fantastic. Thank you. Um, do Do you have any um, accountability built in? Do you how, how do you keep yourself accountable to do those things? Because um, part of part of what I'm doing in in the mastermind is is to ensure that you know, people do what they know. Like you said, we all know what we should be doing, but we've mm. got to let ourselves off. So have you got something, how do you make sure you do the things that you let yourself off the hook with? <laughs> well, I don't always do them. <laughs> no. <laughs> but however, I, um, yeah, I, I, I am becoming more structured. It's, you know, that's my, being structured is a big thing for me. And uh, when I, left financial services i rebelled by being captain chaos and not having any structure to my time whatsoever and now i've realized that actually structure brings you freedom if it's when you're doing things that you want to do mm. so i i 
I don't I don't do accountability with anyone at the moment. Uh, I'm considering, you know, I've been looking at masterminds and things like that. Um, and I think they are they are great. I was in one in the past and it worked worked really well for me for a while. Um, but yeah, I mean, just if you can hold yourself, I think I can hold myself accountable to actually get things done um, and using lists of uh, one list that is, you know, just everything, every idea that comes up and another list of what's really important. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing is set yourself periods of time. So I'm going to do an hour of this mm-hmm. and then stop yeah. and it, this or nothing. So great if you want to write something. It's like, okay, I can, I, can sit my, I can stare at my screen, I can drink coffee or I can write. Those are my only three options for the next hour. <laughs> And then sooner or later, I mean, you might have to do a bit of tapping in you know, in my world. You might do a bit of tapping with that as well, um, and you'll move forward. So, set, so time frames for things can be really good if you're holding yourself accountable. If you do have accountability buddies, such as in a mastermind group, then brilliant. Then that can add some extra drive for people who are drawn to that. Um, but the other thing is, if, you know, if something, like I said before, if something isn't feeling right, Really work out if you have to do it, and mm. if, even if you, if, if you if you want to go off and do something enjoyable for twenty minutes and come back to it, I think that's a good thing to do as well. Mm. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, so we we touched on energy earlier. Yeah. Do you have any um, spiritual practices? Like, do you? Because um, there's a lot about manifesting at the moment. So if you're working towards a big goal, do you do anything? Um, like woo-woo around the, you know, like Chris, have you got anything like that that you practice? Well, um, I think some people would say that everything I do is woo-woo, really. Because I'm uh, I'm working with tapping on an energy system, talking about attracting energy into your life and changing beliefs and changing the reality around you as a result. Uh, So, yeah, I'm very much into that, but it, it is very much scientifically backed as well. And you just see the results, and the results are so apparent that uh, I just think it's, yeah, it, it, if you're in business, I, I would be very surprised if any, anyone who's, you know, really made a big di- difference in their life and is doing the things that they want to do doesn't have some sort of spiritual, or if they're not calling it that, some sort of reflective practice where they mm-hmm. take time to really focus and get clear on what's important to them and make it happen. Now, I meet a lot of, it's a really weird thing, but you meet sceptical people out there and they're proud of their scepticism, like it makes them, like it's, a, like it's a great thing to be. And to me, that's just being small-minded and closed to yeah. potential. Now, to those people, I'd say that there's how many people who've ever actually changed things in the world have been have just willingly accepted what they've told and what they've been allowed to have in their lives and just gone with the flow. Not very many, I wouldn't say. That sort of mindset doesn't lead to innovation. It doesn't lead to creating new things. So absolutely try you know really important to have some sort of reflective or um spiritual practice whether that's whether it's meditation that works for you whether it's going for a walk and 
being grateful for everything in your life. Gratitude is amazingly powerful because if you practice gratitude consistently, you start noticing things to be grateful for. It changes your brain. Um, it, other than tapping, it's probably been the biggest contributor to me changing my life has been focusing on being grateful for things more in my life. It just You're just looking for things to be grateful for all the time. And when that happens, you, obviously you see more things to be grateful for and your life just gets better. So, I mean, is that very... Like you just do that on a regular basis going through the day or do you have a gratitude journal that you fill in? How, how, what does that look like for you? I, I did a gratitude journal for a while. Um, because I work with feelings so much, what I've actually found I do now is I just get into the feeling of what gratitude feels like in my body and actually flood my body with that whole feeling. And then I, uh, while I'm tapping, I project that feeling of gratitude out into the universe and you know, just visualize that I'm drawing reasons to be grateful into my life. And so I'm actually programming my reticular activating system, which is a part of my brain or everyone's brain that uh, filters sensory information to start looking for reasons to be grateful. And so much comes from that. It just, you, re you realize it in the, the people you meet, the opportunities that you get, and you start taking them rather than letting them slide away. And to me, that's what the law of attraction is really about. It's mm. noticing things differently. And then in exactly the same situation, you could notice a threat or an opportunity, but you notice the opportunity and that comes in and then you use it. Okay, amazing. So, do you, um, so when you're when you're when you've got a big like with your launch of your new program, or you've got something. So, do you do you tap on that? Like, do you use tapping to help with your goal setting, or you know, when you're trying to attract some good results into your life? Well, yeah, and what I do is I focus on what the result that I want, mm -hmm. and then I I tapping is great for dealing with negatives. That's mm -hmm. the difference between it and most of the sort of self-help techniques is you focus on the, on what you perceive as negative thoughts and feelings. Mm. So I'll focus on a goal or an objective I've got, and then I notice all of the yeah buts, all the what ifs, all of the you're not good enough that come up, and then I use um, EFT or another tapping technique to release, to release those okay. so that I feel... I've let go of all that emotional charge and then I build the positives on. So once you get to a neutral state, you can use visualization to, you know, really charge yourself up. Still with tapping, I, I tap while I visualize as well because it just gets energy really flowing around the body. Mm. And you um, will actually start to, you know, you're, you're really charging yourself to m magnetize yourself to those more positive experiences and you actually go out and create them. So you start taking the action to make it happen as well. Brilliant. Yeah, no, I think that makes perfect sense. Um, and so just because we, we're out of time, unfortunately, so what, if there was one book, podcast, or film what, that, that, say, the viewers should listen to to have the biggest impact on their life, what would it be? Well, um, in, because of the world that I'm in with working with um, energy in the body, I think the... Uh, biggest impact for me has been an author called Bruce Lipton and he is an amazing uh, molecular biologist who very early on was working realized the impact that the environment had on the cells in the in the human body or in, in, in all cells in all life 
And his ideas are now coming into mainstream science. Uh, it's, it's called epigenetics, and it's all about the effect of external factors on your genetics. But what it means is that you can actually change your biology through changing your thoughts, your feelings, and your beliefs. And it's tremendously powerful for the future of people's being able to heal themselves, create new differences in the world and things like that, because it means that you're not the prisoner of your genetics. There's actually things that you, your genetics that, you're, that you're born with um, give you all of the potential that could happen in, in your life, but you, you, you're able to control that through the environment that you create um, or through the beliefs that you have about yourself and the energy that you create towards that. So his, his books, The Biology of Belief, um, is the first one that he did and some great um, talks that he's done on YouTube. So you can just look up Bruce Lipton, Biology of Belief, and you'll find some of his talks. And he's, although he's talking quite a lot of science, he's very energetic and, um, yeah, good presenter, very funny. And also um, he's got a very powerful message about, you know, once you understand this power for yourself, you've, you can start to create a more positive happier and freer world and this ripple effect that's going to that we're in the process of creating now so he's been a really sort of amazing driver for me really just that real realizing just how how powerful that we all are mm, definitely yeah no that sounds fascinating and um, thank you so much sam for your time today it's yeah, been pleasure. an absolute pleasure listening to to you and, and all the tips that you shared so thank you so much oh you're welcome it's been been great speaking with you all right Bye. Bye. Cheers, Victoria. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in. You were just listening to the School Run podcast hosted by me, Victoria Caseborn. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review here on iTunes and make sure you head over to victoriacaseborn.com to subscribe to my free how-to training, daily inspiration, and of course, sign up to my free challenge. I'm really looking forward to welcoming you inside. Speak to you again soon. And in the meantime, remember that you are amazing just the way you are. And if you can dream it, you can believe it, then you can absolutely make it happen one step at a time. Lots of love and have a wonderful day.